0: Hey, what's up, bros? This is your boy, DJ Ben Amin. And on this episode of Bros Show, we welcome DJ Older back to the spaceship.
1: We discuss his book, Half Resurrection Blues. We go into details about the new emojis and Kanye West video game.
0: We're taking his mama all the way to heaven.
2: Welcome
1: to the Bros,
2: the show where the bros are fans. Doodle.
0: Welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan, Fan bros. bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benhamin, in the spaceship, in the place to be, on the voice of the Urban Geek Fan Bros. Show. All right. Well, All that right. Enough of an intro? Yeah, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> I got to hype it up. Got to bring the ruckus.
1: Got to bring the, what, H Town?
0: H-Town, the funk, the soul, (laughs) the South, (laughs) with an F. That's right. It's your boy, DJ Ben. I mean, straight out of H-Town, Africa, (laughs) Brooklyn, all kind of places. (laughs) I've been around the world and back...
1: Zimbabwe. Africa
3: City.
0: No, <laughs> Ethiopia. Straight up. Let's get it right. All let's get right. it right. But that's right. It is your boy, DJ Ben. I mean, this is Fan Bro Show, the voice of the urban geek. And as always, I am joined by
1: Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Black Russian.
4: And in the building tonight. I mean, God.
1: why do we need to cue you? Wrong. You don't know who you I, are by now?
4: Chico Leo. But today I'm going to be the Yoruban Yeti.
1: Wow. Wow. What's that from? Well, I mean, it's from I, I the, the, the weather. Europe, yeah. yeah. I mean,
4: it's from the weather. The Wookiee became a Yeti. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, I'll take it. <laughs> Works for
0: me. And joining us in the studio, in the spaceship tonight, friend of the Fan Bros Show, Daniel Jose Olden. Yes, Man. And you know, I just wanted to call you DJ Older. Call so DJ
4: I, I know. It's hard. I know, I, it's I, hard I, yeah, I definitely call people. You know, every time I, I refer to Twitter you, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, every time I refer to you to other people on a show, I'm like, yeah, DJ Older said, I mean, Daniel Older. <laughs> right, I, no, it it is what it is.
2: I'm like, where's he spinning right. tonight? Where's I, DJ Older spinning tonight? I told you
3: am at that nursing home Bellevue Hospital. Right. Psych
1: ward,
0: Arkham and Asylum. Yes, folks, it's Fanbro Show, and we have a huge show ahead of us tonight. But before we get into that, I got some announcements to make, boy. March 5th, Home Sweet Home, New York City, Lower East Side. It's coming.
1: Damn, 10 emoji flames.
0: The Rappers with Arm Cannons Tour. What? Son! Featuring storytelling Samus what? and Mega Ran himself.
1: Oh shit. I'm there.
0: Be there or be square. You I got to get my voice on. Yeah. You right. put that. March 5th. Home <laughs> sweet
3: home. <laughs> you need laser beams in the back. Yeah. <laughs> will, will there be monster trucks? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday You know, I,
4: I believe that tour is actually currently in Anchorage, Alaska Or at least, you uh, know, those guys are in Alaska, tour? right? No, I'm talking about uh Omega Samus Rank. and Ray. Yeah, oh, are wow. in Alaska, according to Twitter Or at least they were as of like a day or two ago nice. And as cold as it is here Yo, it's gotta be really <laughs> cold
2: in Alaska <laughs> this week
4: Word up But that's
0: right, next week, March 5th That's Thursday night, right? Am I correct? Yeah, you're right. All you're right. right. <laughs> the Rappers with Arm Cannons Tour is coming to Home Sweet Home in the LES. You can find more information at fanbros.com, or at fanbros Show on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check it out. Get your tickets now. I'll be DJing and hosting. You know, DJ Older might be in the place spinning <laughs> a few tunes. I might he have might to, be to show the up. DJ, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to go.
1: Also, go on Facebook. If you actually search for the event, you can go to the Eventbrite page and get your tickets.
0: Yes, the Rappers with Arm Cannons tour March fifth.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, it's really called that. Yeah, <laughs> it really well, is called that. Well, That's you hot. well you
1: know about Samus with the arm cannon, and also Megaran is a play off of Mega Man, and he has an arm uh, cannon. He does so. have an arm cannon. So, so it is
0: the Rappers with Arm Cannons tour. So I might have to show up. Today. Yeah, it's just yeah, to be so epic. It's March exactly. 5th, home sweet home. <laughs> do remember. And also, March 7th, we're having the Pisces Ben Amin birthday bash. Oh, oh shit.
3: shit.
2: So Ben Amin <laughs> is
4: legal, folks.
0: Yeah, that's He's right. 21. Finally, finally, after all these years of hosting the show, right. I wow. can buy my own drinks.
1: Ben Amin, how old are you? 21? <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, I'm Jamaican. Yeah, uh, March seventh at
2: <laughs>
0: at Huckleberry Bar in Brooklyn. It's the Pisces birthday bash. We're celebrating all Pisces birthdays. Everybody, anybody, come out have a drink. All kind of special things will be going on. We got a lot of parties coming up. Basically, Van show is
4: out here. So, if you can make it through February, March is going to be a good month. Yes. We're, we're going to make it through yeah, February. <laughs> That's true. A, a week February's more.
1: almost over, dude. Short ass <laughs> month. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Shortest month of the year for Black History Month.
0: Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and speaking about shortness of Black history, mm. the Oscars were last night. <laughs> Hashtag
1: Oscars So White. So yeah. White. So boy. white. Shut up, White. Uh, up. Shout out to uh, April Rain. Yeah, Rain of April. Yeah, Rain of April. April there you rain. go. Yeah. We're she set. started.
3: She started that hashtag. Oh, on nice. Twitter. Yeah, she she organized that whole uh, conversation about the Oscars and organized folks to talk about why they're not watching the Oscars. And uh, I sure didn't.
4: And the viewership, I didn't I mean, viewership was down 10%. I mean, I Good. think it's it's like, you know, the uh, boycott of right. Black Friday.
1: Oh, so that was an official stat that there it was, was down official, 10%. I, that I read
4: that it was 10% and then it was the lowest in six or seven years. Wow. And, um, you know, once again, like the way they didn't attribute the Black Friday one to the people who were doing the boycott. Right. They're just going to say, oh, it's because the movies, there wasn't a big blockbuster in there or anything <laughs> like that.
0: I mean, it it, it kind of, I, I had to go with that kind of. I mean, when Birdman wins Best Picture, you right. know, it's kind of like,
2: <laughs> that's not
1: a blockbuster I film. Didn't, I didn't see Birdman. Did you? You did? Yes.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I really enjoyed Birdman. Yeah, I also had to give uh, big ups to J.K. Simmons. He won for Whiplash. Okay. Oh, my God, yo. I That's saw- just J.
1: Jonah Jameson? Yes. And, yes. Ver- and Vern
0: Schillinger from Oz. Yo, he does it in that movie. I saw it on a yeah. plane on the way to Africa, and uh, it's so funny because it's an edited version, mm-hmm. and he curses constantly through the movie. I, I mean, motherfucker, fuck, fuck, And everything in the movie was like, freaking, fracking, motherfucking, <laughs> and it was still such a great performance. So I had to give, yeah, I'm... Very happy that he won that one.
3: Speaking of movies on planes, Big Hero Six. That's my
1: damn. See that shit? Yes. No. So you have to see it. I saw that on the way to
3: Jamaica the other day. So well deserved. What did it win? Yeah, it did win. It did. Yeah, Yeah. that was a great movie. And listen, like, not only was it diverse that there was a lot of different um, folks in there, Mm -hmm. but they made fun of white people. Yes. Wow. Which you don't see happening in a lot of animation movies for kids. It like was, how. Well they have like the um they basically have the um trust fund hipster. Right. who's like dirty and doesn't shower and a disaster <laughs> and then they show <laughs> up at his house and it's a mansion with a butler and like all that whole dynamic which was basically, you know, my college experience. It's like, basically <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah Brooklyn and like oh, liberal oh, arts oh. schools right. <laughs> everywhere. Um like that was in full display. They made fun of that and it was like No, but you know, he's a good character. He's a real person at the same time. So they didn't make it a full on just like right attack. It was like it was a whole the full breadth of humanity, I would say, was displayed. But the main characters are all people of color. Yes. And they are good characters. And it's just a good story.
1: You want to enjoy it, Ben. I mean, you might even shed a thug tear, too. I've definitely been
2: I've
3: been planning to watch it. I was having a
0: chance to catch it it yet. But uh, y'all didn't watch the ostrus.
1: I I, I only caught my news based on what was rolling on my Twitter feed. Mm. So, so.
0: you you obviously saw Sean Penn's <laughs> ill time. I did,
1: um, I did. Uh, he was uh, he made a joke quote unquote to uh, what the director of what was that movie? That one, that was Birdman. A Rudeau. Birdman. Yeah. A Birdman. The director the best Birdman. Picture. Yeah. Um, um, he happens to be um, Latino, and he said to the effect of.
0: Who gave this son of a bitch a green card?
1: Right to roaring happiness and applause, but then you know the day, the next day, it was like, wait, what the? Well, really, that that that, we, that night, that night, night I mean, people yes. was kind of up in arms, like, <laughs> what the <laughs> f did you just say to him? So let me let me let me temper it just a little bit because the director himself came out. Backstage, they asked him, you know, okay, so how did you feel about that? He said he thought it was hilarious, right. and there is slight friendship bias in it only because they are Sean Penn and him are friends. Well, he was, and, Sean Penn was in his last movie, right? And Sean Penn the last movie, they actually working on another project coming up, so he personally didn't feel slighted or, or or taken aback by any of that, but a lot of other people did.
0: Yeah, I was sitting there watching it and I fell out laughing. Like, I'm sorry, you know, hey, I, you know, it was funny.
1: <laughs> I, I think the I think the the the, the f- feedback, the, the negative feedback that's coming from that is based upon the fact that the show as a whole had a lot of racist overtones. In oh yeah, it was overtones terrible. Overtones and undertones and I think that combined with everything that was happening just pissed people off Definitely, because they like
3: black people aren't watching, so we can make all our jokes.
1: Right, and then even the black people who were there, like there were a lot of like. First of all, they made it painfully obvious that they were trying to pander to the little bit of black people that were there. So, Mm. like, they did things like you know put Oprah in the forefront. All the black people sitting in the front row, near the front row, (laughs) at some point. I heard about Octavia Butler. There was a bit with her where they actually- Neil
0: Patrick Harris had a yeah. recurring bit with her that yeah. was absolutely- Sorry, I, 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 I'm well, thinking of the writer.
1: I'm thinking of the writer. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Oct- Octavia Spencer. Yes. yes. But yeah, so I don't- Yeah. So what yeah was he, she, had,
0: he had a recurring bit with her that I don't even want to explain because it was so terrible. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, kept, people it, kept
1: saying to me, it was really unfounded. It wasn't really necessary. It didn't
0: matter who was with it. Like If it had been any white person, it still would have been terrible. Yeah. And it, the racial overtones were just that it was like a white man telling this black woman what to do.
1: To watch a box or something. Yeah, but <laughs>
0: it, it didn't matter. It, it 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 was just so stupid. And then the payoff was even worse. So it just, it was a bad joke. But like I say, I thought Sean Penn, I mean, I don't, Sean Penn's one of the dudes that I like because, he, you know, he goes to New Orleans and does stuff like that in the Hurricane Katrina. But then he also beat Madonna. So, you you know, you really have to. uh, I'm sure Madonna's
4: not the only woman that he's beaten. Oh, no, no.
0: There's a long list of them. So, you know, you really have to be like, "Uh, ah, but I. I laughed at the moment of the joke.
4: I, I didn't I mean my thing is if you need to explain a joke and 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 the whole thing is I feel like how many you know a billion people watch the Oscars or 500 million or whatever like 499 million don't know that Sean Penn and Alejandro Aruda are friends. I don't think you needed to explain it. It was
0: said in a joking manner. Yeah, I think the it's reaction still, it's
4: not I mean I live in a neighborhood where people are getting you know you know I mean I'm I'm assuming there are people who are getting deported in my neighborhood because there's a lot of undocumented people and it's just when you're it's not a funny joke when 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 there's a human face to that sort of thing um on the other hand if you know someone if if they were in a room together or they were at a table with their friends and they said it it would be a totally different thing than if he was saying it in a you know but that also to a tv audience of a a global audience that also
0: is the problem with you know the political correctness of every bit of humor nowadays where you can't say anything without offending somebody, it's but like he, okay, here's my thing on that
3: though yeah because um I don't really care if the birdman director was offended or not. I mean I'm happy that he wasn't but the the bottom line is that we constantly see this happen where a white presenter makes a dumbass racist joke that is like just about their friend when a person of color wins an award. we saw it at the National Book Awards. We see it whenever Quaven and I Tiger Woods anything, that, or it shows up at an award show. That's MC7. what it, it reminded me of. The and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't awards. matter if he's offended. It's not even about being offended. Right. It's that can we have our moment without having to then negotiate whether or not we're going to speak up or be offended or have something to say or not. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would like to know that when my day comes to win the motherfucking award, I'm not going to have to get up there and right. say more than just thank you to God and all the motherfuckers out there. Then I'm going to be like, What did you just say? You know, like, I can't count on that. I have to figure, I have to be strategic. Fuck that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, that's problematic. I I, I really don't like that he said that. I think that's fucked up. It's great that they're friends, yay, you know, but like, can we just get our award and just have our moment without all that bullshit?
0: Hell to the no.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not. Clearly not. What
0: do you think this is? Obviously. (laughs) No, when
4: when I saw on Twitter, the the first thing I thought of was the National Book Award uh, when, you know, Lemony Snicket came up there. Like a douche. Yeah, and literally took, I'm sorry, I don't remember the woman's name, the author. Jacqueline Woodson. Yeah, and just basically completely stole her moment, stole her thunder. And that even had the whole man, woman, white man, black woman. Sure. And is he had it, the, he said the same thing. We're friends. You right. Know, like it was a joke. And that,
3: and this is what gets me. And this is what happened on Twitter last night is that then, you know, white people would jump into the mentions and be like, well, it was a joke. Right. Motherfucker. We knew it was a joke. Right. right like, exactly. Right. That's cool that you weren't a fan. You know, but no one is yeah. no one is disputing whether or not it was a joke. Like we knew that we're saying it was
1: a racist joke. Right. A joke you know doesn't I mean? negate the hurt behind it right 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 and
3: and yeah like you know i feel what you're saying but that's where i'm at with it like there is such a history of that contextually there's so much fuckery and like you know i just want us to win some awards and and not have a controversy
0: i fully understand it but you know i just don't (laughs) think it's gonna happen in this lifetime well you know (laughs) but we got a huge show ahead of us so we're gonna take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more fan bros
1: Fanbros.com. Like, rate, subscribe. On iTunes or SoundCloud. So many options. Do it. And welcome back, Fanbros, to this fantastic episode of the show. As you heard earlier, we are here with a very, very special guest, a friend of the show, basically, family. Mr. Danielle Jose, older. Uh,
3: I, I appreciate that. That was. True. Oh. I feel at home, but I'm, I'm. I've been looking forward to this like all year. So February. I'm
1: very happy. We're all very happy that you're back because since you've been gone, a lot of things have occurred. That's true. Your book, Half Resurrection Blues, has dropped. Indeed. To much fanfare.
3: Hey. Much fanfare. <laughs> I
1: think your Twitter follows went up like five thousand. Like people are really pleased with your work now. I'm not going to read the blurb on the back of the book because you <laughs> don't like it. But can you explain to us what Shots. half Shots. resurrection blues is about?
3: Oh, so I have to do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's um so basically, you know, there's this cat Carlos de la Cruz. Mm-hmm. He's half dead and he's half alive. He half resurrected um on a on a weird stormy night in Brooklyn at the Grand Army Plaza. And then he fell into the fold of this nefarious bureaucracy called the Council of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were particularly interested in him because he's alive in the sense of he has a body. Um, but he's also dead. so he walks between those two worlds basically. And the Council of the dead is all fully dead, motherfuckers, So they send him out to like handle all the shit that they can't deal <laughs> with with their translucent asses. And that's like you know that's like <laughs> that's that in between shit. So he the, the book begins with him on this mission that turns out to be another in betweener another dude that's half dead and half alive right and then, you know, kills him. Sorry, spoiler, but it's in the first, <laughs> it's in the first like two chapters, so whatever, you'll deal. Um, and then he just falls in love with the guy's sister. So, wow. Yeah. There's so a lot going it's on. There's a lot happens in the first two chapters, but, uh, you know, and meanwhile, there's these little creatures that are just taking over Brooklyn, basically called Unks and GK. They, and they, they're tiny and they, they ride these little uh, stationary bikes and they just make. They kind of (laughs) (laughs) whatever I explain shit. It just you got to read the book. But anyway, they they like annihilate spirits. Like you can't be around them if you're a spirit. So if you walk into the building that they're kind of like inhabiting, you're you're fucked up if you're a spirit. So then his mission is to like you know eradicate them, but you can't kill them, and there's all these complications, and then all everything you know gets
1: fucked up. And this is the first book in the Bone Street Rumba series, right? Correct. Wow. So and then you also have like a lot of short stories that were uh, on tour.com, mm-hmm. right? Is that correct? So yeah. um, you had um, Geo and Kia and Geo. Yeah, that's actually right? from Book Two. Oh, okay, that's okay.
3: That and anyway, Angie. Right. Are uh, both parts of Book Two?
1: So.
4: Uh, what so it's all part of the same universe. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. it's so all Bone Street Roomba.
3: What's okay. the
1: genre of your writing? Like you, you meant you, you showed it as noir. Like it's kind of noir. I call it, it ghost
3: noir. Ghost noir. I right. mean, it's it falls into the urban fantasy category. You know, in the in mm. the whatever in the marketing world, publishing whatever. Um, I call it ghost noir because I particularly, it's you know, it's really specifically ghosts. Although in book two, it does get into these weird cockroach demons. Oh no, I can't oh, do. So I know, I know. I'm it's not a, with it's that. intense. I'm not with that. But um, mostly it's ghosts, and uh, you know, it's very noir. Like if you read noir, you know, you'll recognize the voice of like just it's all these late nights and weird situations, and you know, grumpy detectives and stuff like right.
1: that. Right. And then recently, also, uh, your friend Anika Noni Rose. Yes. She optioned uh TV and movie rights to this yes book. Yes,
3: she did. Yes, she did. So
1: you're about to be like the next Robert Kirkman. Okay.
3: <laughs> I'll be dead. You'll take that or George R. R. You know, like I, I, it's that's an. Amazing, you don't want to be George R. R. I mean, well, I want to finish the series, and I want to, you know, I want to maintain my current weight. You know? yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't I, think George R. <laughs> ever. I
0: think he's been maintaining <laughs> yeah. his current weight for like twenty <laughs> years now. <laughs> like, <laughs> um.
3: By the way, I'm reading those books right now, and I'm addicted. Ah. Uh. They're so good. Um. But yeah. So. I'm really excited. She's amazing and she gets the whole thing that I'm trying to do. She has a really sharp analysis. She's smart as hell. Uh, She's an amazing actor. It's gonna be dope, whatever she does. You know, I've been saying like, it feels like, I used to write music and um, there's a moment when you pass a song on to the band and you know when you trust the band i had these amazing well you saw them yeah i saw yeah at at your
1: uh, at your um, book release party yeah Yeah. so
3: you know that that dude that was singing that's who i've been playing with for years Mm. and giving him a song you're just like you know i just it's like giving it to god like i'm gonna see what happens you know what i mean like you just give your art up and then you let go of it and there's that moment of letting go and you know, it can either be terrifying or it can be really exciting. I know Anika is gonna do some amazing shit. So I'm just kinda sitting back and just being like, you know, whatever happens is gonna be dope. So I'm in that sense, it feels really good to let go. You know, so I'm, I'm over here writing my books. I'm writing book three right now. And it's just exciting, like what's gonna happen?
4: If, if you had a choice, I mean, I know either of these would be great, but if you had a choice, would you rather they be turned into a TV series a la Game of Thrones or like a movie series a la Lord of the Rings right. or, you know, Catching Fire, Mocking Jay and all that? I mean,
3: I think it's suited well for like a for a TV series on cable, type right. of Thing that's what that, I, I that's what that. I got when I was reading yeah. it. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, because I feel like first of all, I feel like we're in a renaissance time of yes. television. Like, mm-hmm. there's never been the amount of quality shows as there are right now. Um, definitely sure. HBO, you know, takes the takes the award for that there's you know there's a lot of others but they ha- i think they have the most amazing programs and writers are using that to do things that you can't do in 90 minutes or two hours or exactly three hours. You know, like, right and that's amazing you know and i feel like with this like f- first of all there's salsa nocturnal which is a collection of short stories all in that same world um mm-hmm. and so there's all these other characters there's a lot of opportunities to go off in different directions and yeah i feel like it would be suited for a show uh, but again whatever happens it's gonna be cool
4: so wait, are there characters in Half Resurrection Blues that are that are in so Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, in totally. So- yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Salsa Nocturna happens after book two. Oh, okay. Yeah, like actually book two ends the day that Salsa Nocturna begins. Oh, okay. Which is just kind of one of those cool things. I, I figured that out as I was writing the ending. I was like, right. oh,
2: I think this, oh, look at
3: that. So then, <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's it's in a way it's almost all backstory right. leading up to Salsa Nocturna. And then after Salsa Nocturna is book three, which is what I'm writing right now, which is where everything really blows up. But um, yeah, so I had characters that I wrote in Salsa Nocturna that you know I knew Carlos knew, and so a lot of them is this is where he meets them.
4: Wow, that's dope. I mean, that's really dope to be it, able it's to. It's fun to be, and yeah. universe building is really interesting. Yeah, it's so, really fun, yeah.
3: and I, and it kind of it was tricky for me because like there's a character in um, uh, Protected Entity where he goes. It's this one in, in Salsa Nocturna where they're investigating this uh, bunch of child murders that happen, and he ends up in this library in Harlem. And there's this old librarian called Dr. Tennessee. And in, when I talk about her, I just made some shit up. I was like, oh, you know, I first met Dr. Tennessee when I was investigating some kind of ghost architect when I was writing South her back right. in 2012. Then I, I ended up having to introduce her as a character hmm. in book two. And I was like, oh, now I got to figure out a ghost architect that he has to investigate. you know, And so like the story right. kind of developed out of all that. Which is fun.
1: So you have a lot of callbacks to characters that you've developed years ago. Yeah, Which are yeah. now intertwining into your future stories exactly. and things like that. Along that's
3: Along cool. with new ones and yeah.
1: Awesome. And that's
0: definitely kind of like a comic book form of writing where you just like throw something out there, and then eventually you got it. You know, you're got you know you throw it out in a subplot, and then maybe later on it turns into
3: this story, but it might not even be the story that you imagined when you first threw it out there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's how I write. I don't have an outline. Um, like, you know, George R. R. Martin has this thing about gardeners and architects um, as writers. Mm. So, you know, architects being like folks that really just write out the whole story and have it really meticulously figured out. And then they fill in the pieces with the actual prose and gardeners, which is just like you just go.
1: So you're a gardener.
3: I'm fully a gardener. I literally write to find out what happens next. Like as I, I'll, I'll enter into a scene having no idea or ha- maybe a vague idea. And then I'll get halfway through the scene. like, Oh, shit, it's going to go over there. And then it goes left and I got to follow it, you know.
0: A lot of authors talk about that, but I have a question, like do you, like they say that they'll want to write a scene one way, but then their character wants to do something else, and then they are forced to write the scene the other
3: way. Does that happen with you? Uh, yeah, and, and sometimes I think you do have to rein in your characters. I don't, it's not 100% like, oh, wherever you want to go, you know, because um, I think for the, uh, from the author's side, you have to maintain craft and build tension and keep things kind of going a certain direction. Because, like I, like, I love writing dialogue, and I could do that all day. And if I really just let go, my characters would just talk to each other for, for, for you know, d- days <laughs> and pages, right? Because it's just fun for me to write. But, you know, I have to, like, main, it's like this balance where you're like, okay, they just want to talk some more, but I need to keep this scene moving. So I'll send in someone to cut them off, or I'll just, you know, keep moving things along. And that's that's part of craft, you know, It's like reining them in and then moving forward.
0: Okay, and I have a question about the villains in this series, mm-hmm. you, or the first ones. You said
3: they're the unks.
1: <laughs> See, I could, I could, like, I could, yeah. I still to this qu- day could barely pronounce it.
3: <laughs> I get that question more often than any other on Twitter. <laughs> it's I, unk. Yeah,
1: you did it. Okay, unk. it took me like two months, but, <laughs> but it's, it. it's spelled NGK. There's no vowels in it, so okay. it's like you're. I, I don't even know how to explain how to pronounce it. You're pronouncing a bunch of consonants, so
3: it's like you have a gag on and you're trying to talk to it, and then it's like a hi hat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay <laughs> that was it yeah that was it oh, All right. or a snare even really yeah there we like, go Unk. sort of Unk. yeah Unk. yeah like, like your bee bots <laughs> <in there. laughs> so they and they argue about it in the book like the characters like what the fuck is what how do you even say that Like, <laughs> like, you, know, like no one, you know and then one of them is like it's spelled n-g-k and they're like what does that even mean you know like eh. okay well you say
0: they're <laughs> like an infestation into the neighborhood so by uh, book three, have they set up Starbucks and some <laughs> Urban Outfitters just yet? Because it seems like this might be a thinly you veiled know, I, shot at saying, uh, current developments. It
1: wasn't. I mean, I, I mean, do, they are on I, exercise bikes. They,
3: <laughs> so you know. <laughs>
1: And and they, and once one shows up, they all show up. So and, and they
3: fuck up spirit. But you know what? Like I, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't actually my intention. And I mm. and I would tell you if it was because I. Write, Gardner. I,
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, Carlos talks a lot about hipsters in the book. He mentions yes. them quite often. He does often. And so I think that might be.
3: I mean, what yeah, those are. Uh, <laughs> like I said, like, then
1: I mean, might be right.
3: There's an explicit like level of talking about gentrification, which Carlos does throughout the book. Yeah. He's like, you know, these motherfuckers like he's yeah. very clear about it. Yeah. And that I was conscious about. And just the context of Brooklyn being a place that's changing a lot. You know, like that was something I was really wanted to be clear about putting in there. Um, I didn't mean to make them seem like hipsters, but a lot of people have <laughs> read it that way. Well, my favorite is that I got this review at some, you know, sci-fi site. And the guy was like, I love the book, and I thought the action was amazing, and the characters and blah, blah, blah. And then throughout though, he's like, but I really think he's really hard on hipsters. And I think he's really mean about gentrification. That just didn't seem fair. And he gave the book a C (laughs) plus. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> and I just wow. cracked up because he literally like he just told on himself like clearly probably lives
1: yeah, in Williamsburg
3: yeah you yeah. really were hurt by that I guess because you loved the book but you didn't like that one aspect and then docked it all those points like he
1: rides one of them bikes with a big wheel I was like, I'm
3: sorry <laughs> right did, did, I, did I hit a nerve <laughs> you know like oh, I'll be that but but first of all unfair to gentrification like that's a term that you're gonna say like really <laughs> I mean you know people can deny white privilege so yeah, yeah exactly Ooh. like okay yeah. like I said I'll be that
1: so since we're talking about race in your book, how many times have your editors asked you to change the races of your characters, or have they? Never, never. They've Good. been amazing. They've Good. been
3: amazing. Yeah, I, I really got to shout them out. Both, that comes out from uh, Penguin, which, uh, Rock, which is a penguin imprint, mm-hmm. and Shadow Shaper, which comes out in June, is um, from Arthur a. Levine, which is from Scholastic. Mm-hmm. They've all been amazing. They have never asked me to change shit, and that surprised me. Um, not because, you know, I didn't know the editors going into it, but I knew the industry. and i'd heard plenty of horror stories and there are plenty of horror stories out there um so yeah it's it's been a dream process and and they've been like look you know they my editor for this uh was like i I spent most of my time on urban dictionary trying to figure out what the fuck you were saying (laughs) but i but but she didn't ask me to change anything (laughs) on that you know she was like, that's great you know like people will either deal and learn or not and that's what i'm talking about that's good editing you know because like like i like books that ask me to work a little harder I don't want to be talked down to or condescended to, and you know, with my books, like I don't, I, I like, I like the idea that people are gonna have to figure out a little bit of shit out of context and like be like, oh, is that what he means? You know, and I make up words too. It's not even like I'm like using stuff straight off of any kind of yeah, one like dialect there's no
1: fleaker bay and crap in there, but no, no. like, but but you do use certain forms of dialect that people in certain demographics really would kind of already get, mm-hmm. and others kind of would be like, wait, I'm not right. really sure what that is. But it's not aggressive in a way that's just like if you to me when I, at least when I read it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like if you didn't understand what that meant, well, screw you. It was kind of more like uh, an invitation to learn. Yeah,
3: exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I try to provide context cues, and, right? And I, and I try to bring in a, an element of poetry, and I call it like the poetic vernacular. I think mm-hmm. that's like what I strive towards. I don't always get there, but that's the goal, you know. And that, and I feel like that comes directly from how we human beings and city dwellers tell stories to each other. You know, it's very poetic, the way that people talk and the way that we tell each other stories, whether it's gossip on the corner, um, whether it's, you know, in the salon or at the bar or at the bodega. There's a lot of poetry in the way that we speak. And, man, listen, paramedics are some storytellers. Like, a lot of of, uh, my voice comes out of just from being on the ambulance for 10 years and the way that we used to talk to each other about the fucked up shit that we would see and do and survive you know mm-hmm. and it's hilarious and it's sad and it's all these levels of things that is also what great literature is about you know so I, I bring that to the work
0: all right well we got still so much more with daniel but we're gonna take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more fan bros show
2: of coach when i'm not
4: out there spitting hot fire and slicing necks i'm listening to the fan bros
0: Welcome back, Internets. I hope you've been enjoying this very special episode of Fan Bro Show with our special guest, DJ Older, in the building tonight. And it's been a while, but right about now, it's time for my second favorite segment of the week.
2: But
1: I want to get right into it. We have some exciting news from the world of Kanye West. He is in the news yet again. This man will not leave the news cycle ever if it kills him. He is developing a video game. <laughs> so, and I'm glad that you just laughed before I even explained to you what the video game was. So so he actually dropped some details about this on the Breakfast Club um, this past week. Or was it this week? Earlier this week. But he went into um, the synopsis of his game. And I will read his, um, his thoughts he says, I'm working on a video game for my song Only One. And the idea is that my mother is going through the gates of heaven. Oh, boy. And you gotta bring her to the highest gates of heaven by holding her to the light. We've been working on this game for like six months. Now, I gotta ask you, what? what okay. Why six, are there levels in heaven? Why are there levels of heaven? <laughs> One, I thought it was levels of hell, but so, I guess there's levels of heaven as so well. So many questions. <laughs> so many questions. Two, I understand and what other people have explained that. Everyone grieves differently, so maybe this is his creative mind, genius, jackass way of making this work. Why?
3: Why? You're asking me that question? Yeah, anybody. (laughs) Anybody.
1: Somebody help me out.
3: I've long since given up on trying to Answer that around the well, question the, of Kanye. the silver
4: lining to this cloud is that there aren't that many video games that have as protagonists like forty nine year old black women. So that <laughs> is that is a uh, you know a a, a a a silver lining in that cloud. But what if
0: you're like a white dude helping her?
4: <laughs> right, you
2: know. I'm
1: just trying to figure out, just as a gamer myself, how is this going to be structured? Is it going to be like Flappy Bird, where it's just like if you don't make it through that hoop (laughs) like you did, and it's really hard to get to the next But you're already in heaven. But you're already in heaven. That's what I'm saying. Like, what happened? So does that mean she's not in heaven? Or I don't
0: care. Do you, like, fall down to a lower level? you fall
2: (laughs)
1: down? Right. Like, I don't. don't. Listen, I'm sure it's going to be fabulously creative Kanye. You do you. I mean, I'm a a
0: Kanye fan. I'm
1: a Kanye fan, too. I, I think he's a musical genius. And as Barack Obama said, a jackass. But I'm with him. <laughs> so listen, I'll I'll check out your game, I guess.
0: I don't but I don't know. I just I don't like it wouldn't matter who made this game. I don't wanna play a game about God <laughs> and somebody's mama I through gotta, the levels of heaven. It just feels wrong. It, yeah, it just I gotta, feels like I have to play to really wrong. figure
1: out how he's gonna structure this because I it's like you said, it's kind of a wrong I, I find the
4: idea of levels of heaven to be interesting because there are levels of hell, and Kanye does get into like some esoteric stuff sometimes. So I, sometimes, I would, so I would say actually, he he of all people, it would be interesting his notion of the different levels of heaven. And I'm I'm serious, I'm not joking. Like, I um, want to know is
0: like like people who don't wear like uh, I can't even pronounce some of these designers' names. You oh know, well, that would be why Like, like yeah. if they're like lower levels of heaven, right, right. you know, well, like broke wack. people wack. are yeah. on the first broke level. Broke people
1: wear what, like U.S. Polo Association, instead of <laughs> yeah, Robert like that, yeah. If you buy
0: Louis Polo <laughs> Association, route, you're going to hell. Like that's not, you know, you can't get into heaven. Could
1: you imagine the sound effects in there? <laughs> Do you see this coat? <laughs> stuff like that, like <laughs> that would be dope. Am
0: I in the
2: fashion? <laughs> 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 Am
0: I in <into> the
1: heaven? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh you ain't yeah. got the answer, Sway. How?
1: how? Every time you, you mess up Who's at the Holy gate?
0: St. Peter, right? St. Peter, yeah. Yeah, you ain't got the answer, St. Peter. <laughs> 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 we'll see how this turns out. See, I told you yeah. it could be it could be
1: it could be interesting. We'll see. Definitely. We'll see. Um also in tech news, this is something that Daniel and myself were actually tweeting about not too long ago. Um this was actually in the news a few months ago, a few months back, back in twenty fourteen that Apple was decided, hey, we're gonna officially create a more multicultural set of emojis.
0: I thought that was a joke when I saw it's it. Not today. A, it was
1: never a joke. It was it's they real. was dead ass serious. It's real. And what, as you know, for people who use iOS or even if you use Android, you you see the conversion. It's basically a set of emojis. Like everyone has, like the little woman with her touching her hair, and then you see the two people praying and the family. <laughs> and if you look at all of these emojis, they're all particularly white people. Like, there's no there's no in between, really. So there's always been people talking about this for years on end about how it should be more multicultural. There have been plenty of entries for years into that space, but the thing about it is none of those emojis are integrated with the Apple keyboard. So it's not baked into the system. What Apple has decided, what they wanted to do that they were going to re- reveal this and today they actually released the update to oss x um for beta testing for developers which means it's now like officially kind of available the th- problem to me because i think they're weak mm. um first of all shots first of all they're not like a, they're, they're not really multicultural per se it's really the same base drawing of the emoji with shaded differently and uh, shaded <laughs> in, in different <laughs> gradients of color so you have the tip the regular white one but then you have a slightly brown one so i oh. guess that's supposed to be latino
0: hold on one second yeah the, first of all the emojis to me were never white like they're so simpsons. what were they? they they were
1: they were you they're, no, no bro no, no, speaking they're, of what you say they're simpsons. simpsons no bruh. No, no. bro <laughs> no, no 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 the simpsons they, are white the, the, the simpsons <laughs> basically are white so anyway, so there's a, a light brown then there's dark brown. Basically running the gamut. <laughs> there's one that is literally yellow, Simpson's yellow. Yes, and that it was really <laughs> and it really looks like they have jaundice. Yeah. To be very <laughs> honest like with you. It looks like
3: jaundiced Americans
0: So it's more yellow than the regular emoji. Cuz the emoji is yellow. Is the emoji
1: ain't yellow. yellow, bro. That's your that's your you being a man and not knowing color. It <laughs> it's it's white. It's white. So that's a white guy, and that's a white there. Yo, you're thinking down of smiley
3: faces. She's talking about the people.
1: You think of smiley faces. No, I'm talking about the little drawings of the people. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're always yeah. white. Yeah. yeah. They're
0: they're like the two people hair kissing hair. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. So,
1: I mean, I guess it's a cute offering, I guess, but like. There's the one th-
3: guy in the turban. <laughs> There's the frog. There's the eggplant.
1: There's the frog and the eggplant. <laughs> Those haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> there's I'm so saying, many comments on this. Egg eggplant, <laughs> the eggplant uh, emoji?
2: We, we already egg gave emoji. you one to represent you. Yeah.
4: That's outrageous. What is the eggplant supposed to
1: be? You know what it's supposed I'm to be. You I know go. what yeah. the eggplant is you know supposed to be. I didn't realize there was an I mean, eggplant. That's outrageous. My thing is, oh, see, okay. what people don't <laughs> understand is the emoji <laughs> the set. The emoji set's also really originated in Japan. Because if you look at the full emoji sets, there's stuff like sushi. Yeah, right takoyaki and a whole bunch of like Japanese stuff in there. So the eggplant was probably one of the things. because that's not a typical American no, the, it, thing to look at. The, no,
4: that explains it. But you it, know, though. Americans, I mean, we like yeah. to
1: twist stuff up. So the eggplant became <laughs> gotta to flip represent it, it. something well, else. On the other hand,
4: wasn't there a Japanese author last week who was writing uh, in favor of uh, apartheid or something like that? And like the South African government had to scream on him and know, stuff like that? that Is yeah.
2: there emoji for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> the eggplant. <laughs> Right. I mean, what's
3: great is when you first discover emojis, because I didn't I, I, once I started WhatsApping because, mm-hmm. you know, my, my fiance lives in Jamaica. So now we WhatsApp all the time. And that's where all the emojis are. I have an Android. And so I didn't I just wasn't emoji that much. And then I discovered them and it was like, you know, a whole new world, Aladdin type shit. And, you right. know, you can just there's the wave and the right. castles and trains. And then she's like, could you stop?
1: <laughs> I mean, nowadays, <laughs> the graphical representation of what you're trying to say sometimes goes a long way. And even yeah. it, it, it also sometimes lends to better conversation, more entertaining conversation. Uh, there's I mean, actually I say court
3: better. cases now about how to interpret emojis. Like I was, They were talking mm. about on NPR that there was some controversy about how different emojis are being interpreted in... Like drug sales and in all these contexts that they're being used in. Wow. Yes. So,
1: so the little the little um, green that's right. weed, right? <laughs> I, I don't know, but, it, but
3: for slow know, drug like dealers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a tree, they put the tree. That's the, that's
1: trees, right? I want to get <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know, but but Ben, I mean, I mean, you can take a look for yourself. It will be released soon enough. Uh, but long story short, it's just the original character set with different gradients of I, color. I will
3: say it. that I was I was surprised and happy to see that they did have different gradients because they did I, have different I, gradients. Like I they have a very a dark skin one. Yes, that's they what have I Like they don't have right.
1: just one brown to represent right. all black people right. or whatever you want to say.
3: And and I was ranting about that in terms of I was ranting about that in terms of publishing on Twitter the other day because you know, this is, b- when we go beyond the diversity conversation, um, you know, and we were talking about this some last time too, is that, you know, a lot of nuance gets lost mm. when you have an all white industry. So uh, when we're talking about how people are represented on covers, it's always gonna be the lighter skinned Latino or black folks that get the play, you know, like Latinos will always look like me or Chico, you know, maybe a shade darker. Um, and that's fucked up, you know, and that, that's mm-hmm. like, like Like, we have to talk about colorism and and light skin privilege and all those things in the midst of all, you know, the other conversation about diversity. That stuff gets swallowed up and lost. So I was happy that they had a dark-skinned emoji. That was, you know, I was surprised.
0: I mean, this is kind of, like, off-subject, but also related Mm -hmm. to what you were just saying. Like, when I was just in Africa, it really gets so infuriating when you're over there because you see it in a different light. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I saw was, like, there's an Arab TV station there. And every other commercial is for skin Lightning cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, they get everyone. And there, I mean, it's like this is, a, this is a TV station that's playing current and, like, you know, a couple years back Hollywood movies. So this is what people are watching every night. Right. And every night they're like, skin lightening, skin yeah. lightening, skin lightening.
1: And, and the reach is incredible. Same thing when I was in Korea. I was right in the heart of Seoul. It's like Times Square on steroids. And all you saw all around were the skin lightening creams. And it's, there's this cream called Snail White where it's like these you know, beautiful Korean girls, but their skin, they basically are translucent at that <sighs> point. Like, it's like... I wish you could just embrace I and mean, I wish that the corporations would just embrace what you are, embrace mm-hmm. your culture. Mm-hmm. Like they're, if you're natural like that, all right, whatever. But right. To, to push that and like I said, that's all over the world. Africa, yes. India, Asia, China, like it's crazy. Yeah.
4: The China. eye surgery people are getting in, in, in some of the Asian countries, you know, like in Japan, I don't know about if it's big in Korea, but a lot of the commercials, the people in the commercials who are Japanese, Basically, look—you know, ninety-five percent, you know, Occidental, Caucasian, you know, whatever—and it's you know people who've had eye surgery, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely—it's—it's it's endemic everywhere. Yeah, talk about science
3: fiction.
1: Yeah, if we no, have
4: absolutely, yes. you're right. You're it's right.
1: Creepy. Yeah, if we have any luck, we'll get a Chico Leo emoji. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Show that real diversity. That's right. There's they don't no, have there's a no one? There's there, a bear. There's, there's no hipster bear. like bit beard one <laughs> no, already. That's what I'm saying, Even for the. People, there's no, no, there's no, there's no a, different know. concepts of white people there at all. So like, I mean, I understand this is just a, a simple graphical representation what, of an emotion, <laughs> but still. What about
4: like
2: hairstyles? Are they? Nah, that's cozy? not all not the gra- that's people th- were saying that on Twitter. Like, that's what I'm saying. The there's no, there's no yeah. girl with a fro. The the there's no
1: girl with the with the curls. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's none of that. None of it. it's Everyone got the same bloop straight hair, bowl cut. I don't know.
0: Oh lord. But that's Man. it for
1: tech news.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it.
3: Kanye thinking. and emojis.
1: Nah. <laughs> is there a
0: Kanye
3: emoji? That's what needs to happen.
1: <laughs> Listen. It would just
0: be somebody like looking in a mirror <laughs> or something. <laughs> it would have, like <laughs> would
4: have to be huge. The head would have to be huge.
2: Take up screen. five spaces.
4: Right? <laughs> 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 That's
3: all it is.
4: <laughs> Giant head. <laughs> How?
0: <laughs> Why sway? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, moving right along to movie oh, news, dear. you know, in other news that is old and tired, Hugh Jackman says he wants to play Wolverine till he dies.
1: Listen, <laughs> OK, so reason why I don't have a problem with that. He's a great Wolverine, I think. And and, and everyone says, well, we need to get somebody else a chance. I really don't give it. A- First nah. of all, I don't want another Wolverine standalone movie, period. I would rather he still show up as like... You're came. getting one. I know. I'd rather he still show up as cameos and stuff like that. I know my, my wish will not be granted, but I don't care. I don't mind him being that forever. If he wants to be until he's died, great. As long as you keep playing the thing. There's old man Logan. We could we could make you older than you are now and, and keep it moving with the times. Like, it's fine.
3: Did he gain the weight back after LeMiz? I mean, he must. Have. I hope
4: so. Right?
1: No, yeah. I mean, no. 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 He always. He always, yeah. he, was, then, yeah, he always.
3: He in that Yeah. He He always.
1: He always gains it back. He always does like that's a impressive power. He can, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, they yeah, should actually do something where they shoot like four Wolverine movies right now and then space them out like Maybe every couple of How about years. About that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, because <laughs> there is going to be a point where Chico. it's going to be like Roger Moore in the last uh, James Chico. Bond movie where Roger Moore was like 70. <laughs> I mean... I think, I think Grace Jones was the villain in that one, yeah, if I'm not I mistaken. I mean, I think
1: Hugh Hugh might have been joking. Maybe he you wasn't. Do I don't want him to be decrepit. Let's let's be clear. Like, I don't want him to be like Grandpa Simpson still trying to be Wolverine. <laughs> At the same time, if he can still pull it off and it still works, then why not?
4: Right, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, he there isn't. They're not going to find a better Wolverine than him, and so he should do it until you know. Even if even if in the last movie it's Wolverine, you know, in bed. Do you think that's <laughs> okay? I just meant he couldn't get out of bed. That would be quite 12. a. Wolverine. That's kind of <laughs> limiting, though, Chico. To say he's like going to
1: be the only he's the only best Wolverine because you don't. There's other people who may. I don't. I mean, I, mean you know, I don't I don't know if, if you want to say the gamble, but it's there's not other broke, people. broke, don't fix it. And True. I feel like, but you know. Isn't
4: it broke? I mean, but the movie's good? No, the Wolverine ones aren't, the
1: Wolverine, but the, but, but, the ones but that's are. not because Hugh Jackman. <laughs> right, right, there could right. be
4: a good Wolverine movie, potentially, if you think of there the. But that's not because yeah. Hugh
1: Jackman is a bad Wolverine or bad actor. That's because those are poorly written right. and directed movies. But
3: then they shouldn't keep making them regardless. Well,
1: Well, I don't
3: know. I'm biased. I've never been impressed by an X-Men movie.
1: Not yeah. even, not even uh, first class. No. Ben, Ben, I favorite.
3: Wow. Uh, maybe I didn't see that one.
0: Yeah, first class is a pretty good movie, and I like uh, the last one, Days of Future Past. I rewatched X two recently, and I was still like, that movie's cool too. No.
2: Names.
4: Yeah, I, l- I like the first two. I mean, yeah. I like those two, the the Brian Singer ones. They're Although not. that second one kind of goes off a little weird. Uh, to- I just feel towards like they the don't, end,
3: they don't bring it. Like I, I don't, I never feel like there's a real. Gravity to them, I feel already, you. you know. Yeah, no,
0: I feel you. They're, they're definitely not the best superhero movies. They definitely. could use some more Marvel, probably. But you know, <laughs> right now we're not going to get that. What we are getting, though, amazingly, is a Neil Bloom Camp directed Alien reboot sequel. Not sure what it's going to be, but Neil Bloomkamp, director of...
2: District 9.
1: District Chappie.
2: Yeah, say Don't Chappie. say Chappie. Yeah. Chappie that will not like be his legacy. That crap. I'm hey,
1: sorry. It I ch- terrible. I haven't seen it. I'm with you. But uh, for all, all we know, it might end up being heartfelt and nope. great. I think it's... Uh, what's that movie? Oh, five I think it's Johnny Five. five. Johnny Five. What was it's Johnny called? Five? called? Johnny Five. It wasn't called Johnny I, Five. I, I liked like Real Steel. Steel. Short, Short
4: Circuit. circuit. Short Circuit, thank you. Short Circuit,
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I short circuit is a you know, I don't know. It's a it, it's a classic. It's a classic uh, from, from from way back. West. It used yes. to
1: be my favorite. I guess. Yes. But uh, I
4: used to love that movie. No, yeah. And what's his face? Your man is in it. The Wolverine dude is in it, right? And and in he Real was in Steel. Re, he was in Real Steel. The, <laughs> you know, which I liked. I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked Real Both Steel. Both you and you, you Ben, I mean, like that. Crap. Because yeah. I had no expectation. Yeah, that was, that was
4: part of it. I went in with no expectation. I thought Real Steel, the robot fighting, I thought it's, it was
0: good. If you were a twelve year old boy right. watching Real Steel, that shirt would. Be dope right. and, and high. We, we were thirty
4: something year old men when we saw it, so I don't you know. know what you are talking about, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I am turning twenty one. Well, that's right, you turning twenty one next twenty one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Neil
0: Blomkamp is directing an Alien reboot sequel. Not sure what it's going to be. He posted some pictures on his Instagram account a few months back. It's the you know Fox liked them, the world loved them, and now he's announced that he's doing uh, an Alien reboot. But. The, The question is that somehow, well, in his pictures at least, um, not Hicks, but uh, Sigourney Weaver's character and uh, Michael Byne. Who got killed in Alien Three? His character, right? Yeah, that's Hicks. That is Hicks. Yeah, okay, Michael Hicks is, some,
4: is Hicks, and uh, she's of course uh, Ripley. Ripley, L- Hicks, Ripley.
0: Are, Hips and Ripley. are
4: somehow reunited and alive again. That's fine. They should. Just, I mean, that was a huge mistake, mistake when they just when they just killed off Hicks, you know. So and have subsequently killed off Ripley. So I have no problem with them just acting like that other stuff. If didn't they just happen. ignore Alien Three and Alien yeah. Four
0: well, and just to roll. Pull a
1: first class. Not a first class. Uh, 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 Superman uh,
0: Returns. So, well, that's what I want them to pull, but done right. Like, if they just ignore Alien no, 3 and 4. I was going
1: to say, Days of future past. You want them to just ignore the first yeah, two. Yeah, I just need them to the ignore it. Don't,
0: I don't need some time travel. I don't need some Star Trek alternate world. I just need them to be like, yo, that, sorry, you know. <laughs> so one <laughs> interesting
4: thing is Ridley Scott has said he was doing a sequel to Prometheus. He is. So that's all happening. It's, at, Prometheus uh, is coming yeah. out. Ooh, wow.
0: Yeah. No, they're already working oh. on it. Prometheus 2 is coming out. Right. Along with this. And this is supposed Tired. to be set after Prometheus 2, which is obvious since Prometheus is set way before the first alien in the first
3: place. Uh, allegedly. Is the black person allegedly. this time
1: going to be a cook? <laughs> I mean.
3: As long as he stays away from the Bible. I'm happy. I mean. I <laughs> mean.
2: Get really Scott <laughs> away from the Bible.
4: That's
1: Idris all. was like second to last to die, right? So that's
4: true. That's true. Yeah, but he was a captain. He made it. And I know he was a, ca- he a was captain.
1: A, he was a pilot. He wasn't even Ooh. really the way they played. They wrote him. He wasn't important. Apparently, that so. movie got so weird at the
4: end, didn't it? <laughs> it did.
0: That yeah. movie gets weird end? throughout it. What happened? I end? love it. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you the
4: something. End is so when the acid really that, kicked that in. I, <laughs> I was not a big fan of Prometheus at all, and it was on sale. Um, you know, some somewhere, whatever. I got it on Blu-ray, and there's all these deleted scenes that do make the the movie better. They're not like you have to watch them at the end after the movie so is over. So
1: they cut out the scenes that make the. And that I gotta sense. say, they basically
4: <laughs> do, and uh, you know. Um, I would say, I mean, if you see it for cheap, it's worth just checking out for the deleted stuff. It does make some of it more; it makes the characters more human, and the movie make more sense.
0: Dope, dope, yeah. Now, I I like Prometheus. It it's a beautiful film. It doesn't make that much sense, but you know, it's just one of those things that looks so good that you kind of forget that you know it's ben not I making it. any damn ben sense. I didn't hate it. Look, but. no, no, Prometheus, and it has its moments. There's no knocking. That scene when Shorty gives herself a, an alien abortion.
1: Oh, that was that was hot. Oh, yeah. when she gave herself the C, uh, the C was it a the C section? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. c section. That was cool. Sick. In the entire yeah, movie. Sick is right.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> then and then her and getting squashed by the ship at the end because she can't run to the side. So, but epic. <laughs> why is that a trope? Why is that a
1: common trope in cartoons, video games, movies? No one knows how to run. You know, laterally. Like everyone just want to <laughs> run straight.
0: It's a video game. They're game running game. in two dimensions. They can't run to the side. Listen. But, yeah, Neil, New, Neil Bloom Camp. check out his Instagram. Some of the artwork is really crazy. It's got, like, Ripley wearing an alien armor, like, oh. some type of alien suit. So there's a lot of dope looks. When he's doing it, he's doing it. You know, like, District 9 is on point.
3: Mm-hmm. And Elysium isn't. Ugh. I was going to ask you guys. I haven't seen Elysian. I have really you mixed feelings anything. about uh, District 9. Honestly, It's a struggle. District 9 to me is one of those movies that I think would have been done well to stay as a short. I feel like it oh, really uh, I I can see that. Interestingly, 9. Wasn't it called 9? The other weird kind of I never saw thing. that one. That was a really cool movie. That. Also should have stayed a short. I uh, can see
1: your point to that. Yes. I agree. It, I it just, probably would have uh, maybe more. Well, let me not say cultural impact. Maybe more um, uh, money.
3: Yeah, well, the problem (coughs) is there's no market for shorts, really. Nobody's looking at shorts. And that's really a major, I think. I mean, back to the TV thing, like, you know, new forms of storytelling are basically happening because TV shows are allowed to be fully creative now and, like, be artistic, you know, so, like, we can tell stories that are long form in a whole new way. That's not happening in Hollywood because it's the same old 90-minute, two-hour, whatever, three-hour type thing, and that that shit gets old. You know, if we could have, like, 45-minute movies, the problem is,
4: you know, selling tickets and all that. It's just not how the industry functions. No, but you but have a T. You know, you could have a TV network devoted to that. Yeah. And I just want to point out, Michael Jackson actually always thought of what we call his music videos. He always referred to them as his mm-hmm. short films, films. science and, fiction, and and, and yeah. he definitely, you know, he thought True. he definitely was making short films, right. not music videos. I mean,
0: even the Thriller was a
4: huge oh, yeah. undertaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I mean, you could buy the VHS of just right. that video right. and, well, and, and Michael Andis.
0: And it was a big thing, and people didn't John know if Landis? it was going to work, and he had to spend his yep. own money to get it made. Mm. So in the end.
4: And he was right.
0: Damn sure was. You
4: know.
2: Mm.
0: Millions sold later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in other big news and film, also relating to our net segment, is the Fight Club 2 graphic novel. What? Yes. It's coming out. Uh, Chuck. Let me butcher it. Palanique. Pa- 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 I don't... <laughs> that know. was... Yeah, that's so bad. Luke. Gesundheit. <laughs> Hallinuk. <Luke>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, Fight Club author is, you know, it was a book first and then became the film. He's writing a graphic novel. It comes out in April, I think. There's a six-page preview at uh, Playboy.com. I checked it out. It's interesting, but it is, is... It seems to take place in the future when um the unnamed narrator... Norton's uh, Edward Ed Norton's Horton. character yeah. has basically become what he hated. Like he'd become a suburban. He married uh Marla, whatever his girlfriend's yeah. character. Is Tyler Durden
1: still alive?
0: D- Tyler Durden isn't mentioned and he's doing the the narrator who is unnamed is going dro- by the name Sebastian. He he's married to the girl, he has a son, and the son is like a kindergartner and he's at one point in the preview reciting to his uh babysitter how to make gunpowder and talking about you can make um bombs from human fat oh, and wait. she's like where who told you this
1: he says Tyler Dirty. No, he doesn't say
0: anything. <laughs> but it's just a six page preview. So you know Tyler's going
4: to show up at some point. But, but doesn't the first one end with like the world ending? Which the first one ends ambiguously ambi- in the book. Well,
1: everything getting erased, right? All the debt getting erased, right? Yeah. Well, but there's, it, like nuclear bombs going No, on. no. They're oh, just blowing no, no. up buildings. They blowing up oh. yeah,
0: buildings. Yeah. Yeah. But the book is even more different because in the book, it's kind of uncertain whether or not the narrator even is alive at the end of it. Like, Shit. there's a scene where he's in heaven at the very end of the book.
1: With Kanye, right?
4: <laughs> right. With Kanye's mom.
0: Oh.
1: See, I didn't even go there, Chico. That's yeah, Chico. Yeah,
0: I know. Always got to yeah, take it to that I... next level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kanye already Kanye did. took it there. Kanye really did start that. Yeah, yeah, that's really. You know, cool. we're just trying to help her up to the highest level. Right. <laughs> <sighs> Flappy bird. But, yeah. A Fight Club 2 graphic novel coming out soon. Check it out. And now that's perfect time for my favorite segment of the week comic are
2: Cops. <laughs> Was that yes.
1: supposed to be a Jamaican air horn?
0: <laughs> and it's weird because the first comic I want to talk about is, uh, you know, kind of film related as well. The Star Wars and Darth Vader number ones from Marvel both hit the stands. It's the new series coming out? The new series, Star right. Wars number one, sold over a million copies. Biggest selling comic book in 20 years. Right. It's pretty damn good. Like, if you're a fan of Star Wars, it feels like you're watching the original trilogy. Like, it it takes nice. place, uh, these stories so far are taking place right after the destruction of the Death Star. Oh, in between, okay. before the up. Empire Strikes Back.
4: So, after the Ewok party.
0: No, no, right after the destruction of the first oh, Death first Star. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, oh, in between A New cool. Hope and Empire, Empire Strikes right, Back. Right. Because so it
1: before they constructed the new Death Star. Yeah, the, the th- Death Star two.
0: This is like basically immediately after, like How Darth they get Vader to hoth. Yeah, no, wait, yeah, in between <laughs> that. <laughs> and, yeah.
1: that ain't it. <laughs> but
0: before they can even get to hoth, yeah. Okay. Oh, like this hoth. is like Darth Vader apologizing to the Emperor for blowing up the Death Star or getting it blown up. My bad, dog. Right. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry
4: about that. <laughs> <laughs> up. Won't happen again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then,
0: <laughs> and the Emperor is none too pleased. But no, it's really dope he's really so far. Though
4: he's never pleased. No, he's, he's dead. Not light, doesn't crack a smile. He's got
0: very testicles much. on his forehead. Oh, so, you know. do they explain in the? comic- I wouldn't be pleased why, either. Do they explain in the mad. comic
4: why in the New Hope everyone had to go in that trench where they couldn't maneuver and get shot down before they, you know, blow up the Death Star? No, that's a big problem. I mean, it's the only <laughs> problem in Star <laughs> Wars in the New Hope. There's a lot of problems other than that. That's a big problem. one. It's like, all right, you have to go into this <laughs> trench where because you're because that's where exhaust port is at. But they could. Have flown above the trench where they could maneuver. Can't make the shot. Can't make the shot.
0: Right. All right. Shut up. all Your right job, not <laughs> So approved. easily, you know. That come design. on. I love. And it's probably movies. been bothering you fuck. for like thirty years
3: now. I know. <laughs> well,
4: no. I mean, at some point when I was watching, <laughs> and I was like, well, george they get out of the trench? Like, dudes are trying to maneuver, they crash into the edge of the trench. <laughs> Porkins, they come on, make man. The shot. Porkins? excuse me, George.
3: Uh, I just have a question. Can I just...
1: I just, I just,
4: I've always wondered. I, I you know <laughs> people have a lot of questions for George. My name is Tico. Oh Teagle. my
3: god! <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that Chico at Comic Con? Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> George. George, can I just? <laughs> yeah, yo, I, you know, <laughs>
4: I'm upset about this one thing. All right, all right. So wait, so no, no,
3: yeah, keep going. The Star you know?
0: Wars and Darth Vader comics are out from Marvel. Very dope. They're bringing out a Princess Leia joint next. Uh, I think the Dodsons, Terry Dodson, are doing the art, so it's definitely gonna add that cheese factor. But it's very dope so far. I'm really impressed with them. And in other joints that I've been reading, and I'm, like, just all the news. We talked to Axel Alonso a few episodes ago.
1: You guys see Marvel? Yes. That was
3: a great show, you guys.
0: And the star, I mean, not star, Secret Wars is looking like it's going to be in, friggin' credible, or, like, the worst thing ever. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I'm not really sure what it's going to be. They keep announcing new series, but I love the idea behind it because, like, I've been loving The Avengers, and Avengers is leading directly into it. But when Secret War starts, all their current series are going to go on a hiatus. Right. So, right. I like, like everyone who, like me who, you know, buys Avengers and that's, like, you know, sells hundreds of thousands probably every month, bid seller, now it's like, okay, you're going to have to buy something else. And so this is when they're introducing all kind of crazy mess, like the all-female right. X-Men team. So
1: they're kind of making it no choice, that, but you have to consume some new stuff. They
0: got this okay. uh, Kung Fu series that's like going to be like black exploitation type 70s Kung Fu. I'm with it. There's the Ghost Racers, which they just announced, which is like all the Ghost yeah. Riders from every different era you know, teaming up. You,
3: you know about the Swords of Sorrow? Uh, series coming out? Nah, what's that? It's um, it's basically like all the badass women characters from. Uh, it's like Red Sonia and a bunch of different. This movies. is in
4: Secret Wars too.
3: No, no, it's um,
4: It's Gail Gail Simone? Oh, this right? is no. in um, yeah, like yeah. Dynamite or yes. yeah, it's uh, probably Dynamite. Yeah. Mickey yeah. Kendall's gonna write
3: for it. She's amazing. Yes, yes. to Carnithia yes. on Twitter. Yes, Carnithia yes. on Twitter. Yeah, it's gonna be badass. I mean, this, Swords this, of this Sorrow. Swords of Sorrow. It looks really good. That sounds crazy, and I, I have something to contribute to this. Oh, go segment. ahead! I love yeah, it. I, 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 I that's mean, why you're here. What, Wait, <laughs> is this the big? So yeah, all right. So Uh-oh, last, hold last on. time, uh, okay.
0: We, you know, Sorry. we were told that you had a big announcement. I love that it's happened during
3: Comics <laughs> Icon. <laughs> I thought I thought that would make you happy because I know this is your favorite segment. It really is. Right. So let's hear it. Do you have like a trumpet sound effect? That oh, It'll you, be there. Oh, okay, good. All right. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> So so last time, I actually gave you guys an exclusive, too. And I told you that I was working on writing a comic book called Santo. That's basically, um, like, crazy Brooklyn uh, alternate universe. There's dinosaurs. There's Santeros. There's a weird, evil Lovecraft character. There's, like, alternate dimensions. And it's just a fucking mess. Um, So Rosarium Publishing. Is going to put that out as a comic book series. Wow. That's official. That's dope. It's going to be dope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rosarium is a really, really dope uh, independent publishing group. They put out Mothership, which is a collection. It's an anthology of uh, Afrofuturism. Mm. Uh, Really, really good shit. I'm in there. Juno Diaz is in there. A bunch of really good people in there. Uh, They just do good work. They were in publishers. They were featuring Publishers Weekly this week and in the New York Times as well. And they're just doing amazing shit. They do comic books. This guy, John Jennings. He's an amazing uh, uh, illustrator and, and artist. Does a lot of work. He's one of the main guys there. Um, so yeah, so it's gonna be amazing. It's I think the first uh, the first issue is coming out in the fall, and uh, I'm excited.
4: It's in time for Comic Con, indeed.
2: Right,
3: that's dope. Sweet. True. 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 Or New York Comic Con
4: anyway. Yeah. Yeah. True. yeah, true, true. So maybe you'll be there. I plan to be there. I hope to be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, you were there last year. Yeah, exactly.
3: So we're
1: getting exactly. copies, right?
3: Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But it's going to be really cool. It's called well, that's, Santo. That's dope. Santo. I mean, there's dinosaurs and Santeros. So yeah. Like, it's going to be awesome.
1: I'm with it. Thank
3: awesome. You. All right. You well, there that. we go so for you, Comics you I You heard Copped. it here first. Yes. <laughs>
0: exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> and in Comics I Copped. And like I said, Star Wars, Secret Wars, oh. and Santo. Yes, man. Yeah. Three S's. <laughs> nice. Cop them all. That's it for Comics I Copped. And Chico Leo. Time for my third favorite segment <laughs> of the third week. Third favorite, yeah, you are down
4: it. the down the list. <laughs> you're rising up though. Oh, slowly. rising up! It's, it's, hard there. There? it's harder there. It's there for that's Right, yeah, standing <laughs> like up like the eye of the tiger, rising up <laughs> to meet the challenge of our rivals to the gates of heaven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, exactly. Oh I think yeah, that's true. All right,
0: okay. So what you got? So for us? all
4: right. So my pick of the week is actually Sin Nombre. And uh, that's a a Mexican film about a Honduran brother and sister. And it deals with both um, immigration and gangs. And it's actually, it's a dope movie. But wait, the reason why I'm picking it, a year ago, a year ago um, this week, uh, we finished up uh, watching True Detective. And Sin Nombre is actually directed by Carrie Fukunaga,
0: ah. who directed uh.
4: all of the first season of True Detective and won't be coming back. Oh. And so uh, Sin Nombre is actually is a dope movie about a brother and sister leaving heavy, heavy gang violence behind them in Honduras. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know if people know, but a lot of people who are coming up from uh, El Salvador, um, yeah, Honduras, Nicaragua a lot of them are coming there's like gang situations that are out of control that make like the Bloods and the Crips look like the Smurfs and you know like MS-13 and basically it, you know, it's, it's, it's a tragedy but um, it's, it's a dope movie and I think everybody is affected by both you know gang violence and immigration and uh, you know and it's Carrie Fukunaga
0: Dope, dope. Definitely sounds so like a good So, sin nombre,
4: which means uh, without a name or nameless. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, check it out. All right, real quick, I want to add on. Also,
0: this week, for the last week for Black History Month, Stars, the cable channel, has been running a Black History Month special on their on demand. You can mm-hmm. go to their on demand. It's try to. It's labeled Black History Month. And there's a bunch of really good movies, documentaries. They got a Bastiat documentary, oh. mm. one of my favorite documentaries. Standing in the shadows of Motown is on there. Mm. Soul Power, which covers the Rumble in the Jungle, the Rumble in the Jungle, and <laughs> the the <laughs> concert that took place instead of the fight. Right. Right. Um, oh, yeah. That's a great how note. to eat your watermelon in front of white people. Which is a documentary on Melvin Van Peebles. Oh yes, I I mean the list is really long and really good. And I'm there's a Fighting Ali where they interview a bunch of people who fought Muhammad Ali, all the people who fought him. So it's a lot of great documentaries on there. And I'm really mad I just found out about it because it ends this week. So if you have Stars (laughs) on Demand, (laughs) I had a joke but I'm not gonna say. I know it's Black History Month. You know we all color people time. I'll do it if you wasn't going to do it. I'll do it, damn it. That's right. One week left. You got a few days left. If you got stars, turn it on right now. Watch some Black History Month movies. They're dope. It's amazing. Fan bros, always right on time.
3: Let me do a shout out. Yeah. We're not done yet. We're going to get into all that. We're not done yet. I mean a pick of the week.
0: Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. Oh, you just adding the mean, I on mean, i mean, to I mean, picks of the week. Go ahead, it's, bro. It's
3: actually not this week, but it, it comes out in the middle of March, March seventeenth. It's called "Escape from Baghdad," and it's basically a, a retelling of like Frankenstein, the Gollum myth, but during the Iraq War. And it's. I just, feel like I've heard of it Someone else it's so good. I read an advanced copy. It comes out from unnamed press, which is a, a, a independent publishing company out in California. It's written by this. Um, Bangladeshi dude it's his first novel and it's so fucking good it's like there's a little bit of like the uh, island of Dr. Moreau in there and all the main characters are Iraqis and the Americans don't come out looking very good and you know it's about time we saw some speculative fiction coming out of Iraq or about Iraq during the war that's not you know, some American sniper American sniper, sniper. Right, American right. sniper. Okay. like in the yeah. age of American sniper, we do need some different narratives. This shit is hilarious. It's sad as hell at the same time, and uh, it's just an all-around great novel. Escape from Baghdad. Most definitely, I'll check it out. We'll yeah. all check it out, fam
0: And we're gonna wrap this episode up, but we'll be right back to wrap this episode up of Fan Show. <laughs> Where are we going? What?
2: Where are we going? Exactly. <laughs> we, we
3: right here.
0: DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock This is Jojo from Trendsetters You know what it is, it's your boy Young Guru a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy a.k.a. Nada Brahma Hey yo yo yo, this is Val Munch
1: Oh hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero Jane Grey
4: What's up, this is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York This is Juno Diaz Hey yo 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 yo, yo. what up This
0: Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep man, the I C. you know what I'm saying
1: This is Anthony Frazier from the Fat Startup
0: This is Axel Alonso, editor in chief of marvel comics
1: yo this is carly hustle and when i'm not taking over the world i'm listening to fambros.com
0: and welcome back Fanbros. i hope you've been enjoying this episode i sure have so you sure should be out there too it's your boy DJ Ben mean, and I just want to remind everyone out there that there are so many classic episodes of Fan Bros show that you can listen to right after you finish listening to this episode. You can go to soundcloud.com slash fanbros and write down, scroll on down, and there's so many episodes. I mean, all the guests.
1: You know, it's an easy way to go through this. Yeah. Start at the very top, press play, and let it ride.
0: There you go. All the episodes right there. Or you can go to fanbros.com where we have episodes, our Flashback Friday episodes, where new episodes, I mean old episodes, are brought back to your attention. There's just so many ways to experience the greatness and so (laughs) many episodes, Prodigy of Mob Deep, DMC. DJ Maceo. Yes. Otto Sando. Cy Veridan.
1: Yes.
0: I mean, it goes Daniel Older on hey, both his episodes. Word. You know, it's both. so many. <laughs> both. 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 Two time. Double Young time. Guru. Kari Randolph. Just, Two, the list goes on Hustle. and on. Carly Hustle.
3: Ta-Nehisi. Tana, 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 Tana Coach. Juno That's Diaz. Omanzo. Juno. Juno Diaz. Diaz.
4: Premium yes.
1: Pete. Dulé Hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had Dulé Hill. We Premium had Dulé Pete. Hill. You talking about good the
4: West company Wing? there. Yes. I know. That's awesome. That's
0: the first wow. and wow. only time Premium Pete and Juno Williams. Diaz get mentioned in the sentence. Oh, but yeah, that's it. Check it out at Fan Bros. <laughs> Tatiana, what else you got to let
1: them know about? Also on Fan Bros, we have tons of new posts. We have some more posts about newest video games dropping. We have posts about wasting time on the internet that's my actually my new weekly series now
0: oh i like that you like
1: that right um i mean we have everything but the biggest thing i want you guys to know is we now have a newsletter what that means is you can get fanbros.com posts right in your inbox you don't even have to go anywhere you could just sit in your gmail inbox and every day at three o'clock that will hit your spot and you gonna be living a life all you gotta do is go to fanbros.com, look for the newsletter link click on that put in your email and you are ready
4: and we just need a copy of your, D- a sample of your DNA.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <All
4: right. laughs> or you can just give us your email. Yeah, or oh, you can yeah, just we'll give us your it email. Simple.
1: But yeah, that's all we need. It'll be there every day on time. Hit us up.
0: Word up.
3: Uh, anything else before we get out of here? DJ? Um, I also have a newsletter. And I only send it out every... <laughs> six to eight months <laughs> <laughs> so if you sign up if you go to all right well my my website is dot net. there's a sign up right there you can um, put your email in, and I will send you a newsletter every once in a while. Every six to eight months. Every six to eight months, which is nice. I feel like that's nice of me. You know, I'm not slamming <laughs> your box like y'all He's do. doing every you day. a favor. Shade. You're welcome. Shade.
0: You're welcome. Did he just throw shade at <laughs> us on our own show? Well, I
3: will be signing up for the Fan Bros newsletter. <laughs> there, but, there we um, go. So, nice. I have a, so Half Resurrection Blues, that's out right now. Yes. You can get it at Barnes and motherfucking Noble. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. You get it on your Kindle. But support your local bookseller. You support your local bookseller, if they have it. Uh but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them get that joint. Hey, we're That's back mine. to the <laughs> like the
1: mixtape. Your bad mixtape. If they have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um
3: so yeah, but it's it's available far and wide. So get that shit. Um it's gonna be a you know a movie or a show, so you wanna be on the ball with it. Uh the sequel comes out next January. It's called Midnight Taxi Tango on mm. uh, tour.com. You can read some excerpts from it. Um Shadow Shaper comes out June 30th. It's my first YA young adult novel. Um, It's the first book I ever wrote, and I'm really excited about it.
1: Are you gunning for the Hunger Games set now?
3: Pretty much, yeah. I'm gunning for the world. You know, I'm here taking over. Um, Actually, I have a middle grade novel that's out on submission right now, Uh, middle grade being like that age before YA, Mm. um, called Flood City. That's a science fiction adventure future kind of disaster thing. Um, So I'm excited about that. Santo comes out next fall. Things are happening. We're doing things. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. All right. Twitter, DJ Older. There we go.
0: Let them know, That's DJ Older on Twitter. Follow that man on the ones and twos. <laughs> At the old folks <laughs> home. Anything else, Tatiana Chico? Before we get out of here,
1: Doogie Howser ain't shit.
0: Oh damn. Oh yeah. Oh. And I really like him.
1: Fan pros,
2: hey. Hey, hey.